Hey, Soraya. Hey, Jeff. So we're continuing our episode focus on EPs. Yeah, and uh, this one's a good one. This is one that I wasn't too familiar with, so yeah, maybe was, a good opportunity to listen to it. Yeah, I was. I'm in the same boat. Um, it's kind of weird because if you go back and you look at um, oh, we're talking about True West, the True West EP, um, their uh, debut EP that came out in 1983. If you read any of their articles or reviews about the band from that time period, every single one of them mentions Paisley Underground. Um, so it's interesting that a band that's often connected or always connected to the Paisley Underground is a band that kind of flew under the radar for me. And I've been yeah. trying to wonder why. Um, and I think one of the reasons, and it's part partly the reason why I've never thought of them as part of the Paisley Underground is that they were, True West was from Davis, right? Not from the LA scene, like the bands from the Paisley Underground were. Right. Although they did often come down to LA and play. But I think part of the reason why I wasn't super familiar with them is the fact that they weren't from LA. But another reason is I, I don't, I did, they never came across like any compilations or anything that I read. So they were kind of off my radar. Um, some bands from Davis were on my radar, like Game Theory, and that was because of my Quercio connection. Um, Thin White Rope because of Frontier Records. Um, and then 28th Day, who we've talked about because my civics high school teacher, that was his daughter. But uh, True West from Davis wasn't a band that was on my radar. So I don't know a lot either. Well, then I think we need to dig in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get started. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agarubiar. Let's get groovy. All right, so let's get groovy with True West. Yes. Because of the fact that I wasn't super familiar with them. I was very happy when we had Ronnie Barnett as our co-host when we spoke with both Gavin Blair and Russ Tolman, key members of the band. Um, and uh, he's the expert for True West and he's not here. 100%. With, yeah. So this is my version. Uh, this was the version of the EP that came out uh, in England on New Rose. The, they self-released the EP, right? I think we learned yes. from Russ Tolman um, and th- they called their label Bring Out Your Dead Records, which I'm sure is a, a Monty Python reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, Ronnie pointed out when we were speaking with Russ Tolman that the only other release besides the True West stuff was 28th Day. Mm. So Bring Out Your Dead Records wasn't something that put out a lot of stuff. This EP has five songs released in 1983, right? And then this also came out the same year, 1983, on the British New Rose label. And it's the same EP, but they've added a few songs. I think Gavin was the one that pointed out that they didn't like it. Uh, the British didn't like a short five song EP and <laughs> they wanted to make it fuller. So this is my version of it. 
um, the version that we're talking about is, I think I, I did a screenshot of it to point out in case people want to look at it. So it looks more like that. <laughs> right. And that's got Gavin on the cover. So anyways, so there we are. Any initial thoughts on the EP before we dig into songs? Well, I wanted to add one quote from, um, so this is from a Rolling Stone uh, blurb, okay. March 29th, 1984. Oh, okay. And so um, kind of giving a little background. And I, this quote was just kind of, it kind of made me giggle, but um, <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. so it says, um, Hailing from the small college town of Davis True West, Tolman, singer Gavin Blair, guitarist Richard McGrath, and new recruits Kevin Stadwar. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing on a or Stadwar on bass and Steve Packenham on drums. Takes its name from the Sam Shepard play, but their sound colliding metallic guitars, galloping rhythms. Galloping was the part that had me kind of giggle and Blair's brooding vocals has more to do with the wild west of the 60s okay. true west alliance with the los angeles's neo-psychedelic paisley underground uh, back to 1979 when tolman and blair played in a davis band called the suspects mm. <clears throat> with steve Wynn of the dream syndicate but tolman claims the band's upcoming album to be produced by tom verlaine won't be half as psychedelic. Quote, after all, you can only write so many one chord drone songs. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, but I, it's the description. Metallic guitars, galloping rhythms, Blair's vocals. And I think on this EP, what we get is a lot of that. I, I found it kind of humorous, the galloping rhythms, you know, yeah. I think they were trying to find a way to add some sort of Western element. Yeah. But I think what this EP does, it's a very unique sound, mm -hmm. sounding band. Yeah. And it's because it's got these very heavy guitars on this EP, and then you've got these really great vocals, you've got some great lyrics, and then a bunch of other stuff mixed in. And so uh, I do want to say that Jeff and I focused on original songs for this EP because there is a very, and it's a cover that's, that Gavin talked about, that Russ talked about, um, uh, the cover of Lucifer Sand by Pink Floyd. But um, I think Jeff and I can agree that that cover has been talked about enough, but I think it's, it's worth looking at the original songs. Yes. And look, there happen to be four left, <laughs> four songs <laughs> left, and there are two of us, an easy peasy split. So, okay, Jeff, we're going to start with you. What's your first pick? Okay, we'll start with my first pick. And I'm going with, wait for it, the leadoff track. Boom. <laughs> so Steps to the Door, which was written by Tolman, Blair, and um, the drummer, Frank French, who played on this particular record. Um, a couple things that I noted about the song is it definitely is to me uh, on this EP has the most psychedelic feel. There's lots of reverb and spaciness to it, and 
a little bit droney, like you mentioned. Uh, but um, one thing that I cannot shake from my brain when when I listen to this song is Gentle Cycle, Derek C. from Rainbow. Yeah, okay. I, I cannot not hear Gentle Cycle when I hear the song. That's but, um, and I think it's that psychedelic feel. Um, but some of the lyrics on this, I think are very interesting and really make me think. Um, and it's the, the verse that says, there's a world I choose to ignore. I know I should be out there. I know I could be right there, but there's too many steps to that door. And to me, I think it's very, it's very intriguing thinking about um, obstacles maybe. And I know I should be here or I could be here. This is the way that I interpret it. Sure. But there's, it's just too much of a gap to get from here to where I could be or where I should be. And sometimes that fear overtakes us and we don't, we can't make that step. Sometimes we're paralyzed because of a fear or just overwhelmed by the thought of what it takes to get from here. But that's what I think of when I hear the song. So I love that stanza. I'm not sure if that's what was meant when they wrote it, but uh, too many steps to the door. But besides that, I love the psychedelic feel of it. I love the production. I'm a fan of lo-fi production, and this is definitely that. We should mention um, that Suspects member, Steve Wynn, and Russ Tolman are credited as the producers yeah. uh, for this EP. But anyways, um, those are aspects that I like about the song and specifically that that stanza. So uh, I say we give it a listen and let's go. See what y'all think.
can you hear general psycho when you hear that at oh all? totally oh totally. it's not just me how far off do you think i am i am on the lyrics <laughs> i think uh, it's open for interpretation but no i don't think you're that far off at all okay. all right all right no i think in when you kind of examine the five the five songs on this ep it's a lot of kind of there's a lot of different topics being being thought about wondered about so yeah, no, yeah. I don't think far all right very cool all right how about your first pick so my pick you know because uh i like to follow jeff always i pick track number two it's a song called i'm not here now before we listen to the song i wanted to mention this quote from an article that appeared in fanzine now fanzine with double f for fanzine anyways <laughs> this little blurb caught my attention and i think this is why I, I think it goes back to your point about true west kind of being new for us you know newish yeah. right mm -hmm. so uh it says the band, whose hometown is Sacramento, is well known as psychedelic, though they lean more towards green on red than, say, the Vipers or Fuzz Tones or even wow. the Chesterfield Kings. They inform me that they are sick and tired of talking about that. So the interview varied widely in topics. And I think I think this is this goes back to your point. Uh, with some of the Paisley Underground bands, it was really kind of easy to identify but the minute you start kind of bringing in different influences it's like trying to fit that square peg into a round hole true west yes but no you know <laughs> yeah so yeah. and this song look true west is a name and it's got you know it's kind of like this rethinking of country roots but with a very modern expression, this song is it. In the words of Michael Curcio, this song is a freak out. <laughs> okay, so I'm not here. Let's hear it.
What do you think? Freak out or no? Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you know, my favorite part of that song is um, I don't know if it's drums or percussion, but there's a there's a metallic sound in there that yeah, I hear. It almost sounds like a muted cowbell or something mm -hmm. mixed low. I don't know. That's my favorite part of the song. And but. then like after a couple of times hearing it, the last few times I could hear, I'm assuming it's Gavin going, woo! You know, like <laughs> as the, as like the guitar is like, and you hear just, woo! And I'm like, that, nice. th this song is like that metallic guitars, galloping rhythms. It's, a, it's like this boom, 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 boom. It's this assault of sounds and uh you know you know wonder why i'm not at home why i don't pick up that telephone i'm not here and i don't care <laughs> like it's very nihilistic it's like i'm cut off don't worry about it. just don't ask nice i'm not here it, it's it's a really interesting song definitely one i did not expect yeah you know when you look at at uh, at some of the description of the band and then you go Wait, what? <laughs> no, this is this is this is a hard rocking band. Yeah, it yeah, is. I would say probably yeah, one of the more hard rocking uh, records that we've talked about from '83 for sure. Right, right. Yeah, they definitely have that heavier edge, and I don't think galloping rhythm is is a bad way to describe it at all. Specifically on that song, it definitely has no. It's there. That, yes, yeah, and mm -hmm. um, I did want to mention that the the writing team is the same at this song as my first pick uh, steps to the door where it's uh, drummer French, uh, Gavin Blair and Russ Pullman. So yeah, but it's, good pick. It's a pretty cool song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to go next and then we'll end with yours? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, you know, because We're going in order. Someday, this is another Jeff sandwich where he's, the bread and I'm the stuff in the middle. I'm the white uh, bread. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the pastrami in the middle. Anyway. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so my next pick is another original song, uh, Hollywood Holiday. It should mention that after Hollywood Holiday comes the cover of Lucifer Sam. Yeah. Yeah. They called this ho Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I still... Uh, yeah okay Sorry. so just let's hear this lyric before you listen to the song hollywood holiday i said it once before and i'll say it again <clears throat> yes i said it all before i don't want this night to end hollywood holiday all right let's give it a listen I said 
said it all before, I don't want this night to end. Hollywood against the That song, I like that, a, that song takes a big old turn. And um, so, you know, it starts out and it, to me, it sounds like a very kind of mainstreamy song, but it's the lyrics that grab you. And, you know, you think it's going one way and then boom, you get this lyric towards the end, she says she hasn't done this much at all. He leans his back up against the wall. She crawls slowly to her knees. Isn't life a mystery? And you go, wow, okay. I, you know, and right before it, she lies in wait for what's to come. And you're like, uh, this night is not going to end well. <laughs> I, don't but think so. I think the lyrics are really good. This is what makes this song different. Also, some of the arrangements, some of the some of the guitars are really interesting on this. And Gavin's vocals, to me, are what kind of add a layer. Not of mystery, but really like some, something's going on. Something's going on and, you know, I don't want this night to end. And we're like, well, okay. But it's, it's a really good song and it stands by itself. So, and I think it's interesting to think that, okay, and then this ends and then the next song is Lucifer Sam, which it's, it's a very, very good cover. Yeah. It's a different cover of Lucifer Sam. Like if you have three o'clocks, Lucifer Sam, just throw it out. Yeah. Cause this is a completely different take on it. Agreed. Agreed. Anyways, Jeff, what is your pick? 
so that leaves one original left yes and um my last pick is it's about time the the closing track but before i talk specifically about that song i wanted to step back a little bit and look at this album and this band more in a more general sense okay and i was reading through some of their press and uh there was this article that i came across uh in bam a 1983 article and the critic is Duncan Strauss and I just wanted to read a little part of what Duncan Strauss says about True West and Duncan says True West's music glides in and out of the 60s 70s and 80s proffering elements of original psychedelia snappy contemporary rhythms guitar workouts that alternate or mix Verlaine-like dynamics with heavy metalish fret grinding. I thought that was interesting. And Blair's subtly forceful vocals, uh, sometimes wispy, but never wimpy. Mm-hmm. It all meshes smartly through the material. So I liked how they described it as uh, going through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I agree. And, and that specifically relates to my last track. But before we play that, um, on this, in this BAM uh, article that I was reading about from 1983, they uh, just uh, sideline, they did a, um, a critic's choice favorites from 1983, top 10 favorites. And I just wanted to read through one of the BAM, BAM critics because it's interesting what their top 10 was. Um, and it was BAM critic Denise Sullivan. And this is her top 10 from 1983. I'm trying to figure out, should I go from 1 to 10 or 10 to 1? I'll go 10 to 1. So her number 10 release of 1983, Rain Parade's Emergency Third Whale Power Trip. Uh, number 9, The B-Team, uh, their record by American. Number 8, True West, the record that we're talking about. Number 7, the Radio Tokyo Tapes compilation. Number 6, No Time Like Now, Translator. Number 5, Everywhere at Once, The Plimsolls. Number 4, 10560 Long Riders. Number three, Baroque Hoedown, the three o'clock. Number two, the Bangles EP. So all these EPs that we've been talking about. Wow. And they're, they're, her number one release was More Fun in the New World by X, but it had Bangles, Baroque Hoedown, 10560, Radio Tokyo Tapes, True West, Rain Parade, all these records that we talked about. But that was, that was her favorite. But moving back to It's About Time. And um, I've got to tell you, I have mixed feelings about this song in particular. There's parts of it I absolutely love, and there's parts of it that make me cringe. <laughs> um, the song is written by the two guitar players, Russ Tolman and Richard McGrath. Um, <clears throat> there's a line in here that I absolutely love, and it's harsh, but it to me, it really struck a chord. Uh, and the line is, you... Um, you say you never loved me. I say you never even tried. It's about time. Anyways, I thought I thought That's that brutal. was yeah. You never even tried to love me. So um, yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty tough. But the introduction, Soraya, it it grates on me. I have to say it, it's the the lead guitar part that something about it it just really grates me. But the parts that I love about this song. I absolutely love the rhythm guitar part on this. It's, the, the rhythm guitar part is 
it's just so me just I really feel the part and then Gavin's singing and the melody specifically the melody that he's singing um I just really love that about the song but the lead guitar part that goes throughout it is the part that kind of gets me and um I was reading the the Duncan critic um the way that he was talking about the music lighting in and out of the 60s 70s and 80s Mm-hmm. I feel like the intro is very, very 80s and not a good way. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, okay. so Fair. let's listen to it. And um, afterwards, tell me what you, you're feeling about the introduction and the lead guitar. And if you can pick it out, um, if you can uh, try to focus in on the rhythm guitar part um, as a positive. And then, of course, Gavin's vocals. But we'll talk about it afterwards. This is the closing track. It's about time.
metal. Woo! So, any thoughts from you? I I have to agree with your assessment. That lead guitar is at times it's just overpowering. And you know, sorry, that's probably the favorite part of some of our listeners. And I love that about music, how how there's different things that touch people in different ways. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, and I mean, what a boring world if we all heard the same song and thought the exact same thing. Yeah, I don't want that. that world. Would be, that's boring. Yeah, I don't want that world. That's why I have favorite albums that people are like, "Girl, you're nuts." <laughs> yeah. And then I have the you know there there are songs that people love, and I'm like, "No me mueve la tierra." It doesn't kind of move me one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty of music, man. But on the positive side, and I I can totally imagine that people will would dislike that about the song. I really love the production on the vocals. It's oh. it's it's low, it's got reverb on it, it's lo-fi. It I love it. There's really, a lot to love about this track. And yeah. to me is you just can't ignore Gavin Blair on this song. Can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you know, he's he's been so gracious to us and you know thanks to ronnie barnett for you know and russ too like we've gotten a different perspective you know from the artist on the songs and the albums but also i think it really is something that we need to mention that there is this box set that's coming out thank you you know uh, curated and produced by um by pat thomas but um if you've slept on True West, I think this is the time to kind of reconnect with them because the contributions are really are, are really solid. And I think that this EP is a good example of how this band brings together so many different things into a really kind of cohesive sound. And I have to admit, I wasn't too sold on your comment about you know the production is kind of lo-fi but you do kind of love it at the end yeah yeah so yeah i know i get it i get it yeah you compare this ep with what comes after and you know there's a difference oh yeah but but you can really appreciate this for what it does do and i read i think it makes a statement for the band i I have to agree i'm on your side you you won me over with the lo-fi argument all right yeah i know that's that's not something that's aesthetically pleasing to a lot of people but for me it's something that i feel like it's relatable uh it just has a a feeling a lot of times it's more of a feeling than it is picture perfect pristineness which a lot of these bands uh, got better production better production later so yeah i'd agree so this is, I think, a great way to wrap up our EP series. And um, I'm re- <laughs> right. Yeah. So hopefully, listeners, hopefully you're fond of EPs as much as I am. <laughs> but uh, there's full length albums out there, too. But for me, the EP is just a nice, really concise way to a lot of times introduce a band and make you wanting more in a the three examples that we've had on this little series, I think uh, are definitely great examples of how to uh, get you to join their gangs. Oh yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. So Jeff, I don't think we need to say anything more. Mi gente, agrubiar. Groove on, Paisley people. Yeah.